Hey everybody, it's your doc, Jeff Booski, creator and founder of Limitless Dentists, where we've cracked the code to gamify the system to unlocking power, productivity, and profitability, all while building practices and lives that matter. Welcome to Jumpstart with Jeff. Today's topic is this. All right, all right. Hey everybody, it's your doc, Jeff Booski, creator and founder of the Limitless Dentist Academy, and where we have absolutely cracked the code to gamifying the system to living productively, profitably, and living inspired lives. And so today, welcome to Jumpstart with Jeff. I've got an amazing guest on here, my buddy Christian Pavel, and I'm super excited to talk to him. He just is a man after my own heart, and uh, and we definitely have had some good bonding moments. We met from a mutual friend, Bruce Baird, and uh, he's like, man, you guys just need to connect. And so I've had a good couple opportunities to have some great interactions with Christian. I love what he's up to in the world, and uh, we're going to look forward to really setting up not only a great interview today for you guys, but giving you guys some, some tactical things even to take away from today and, and what you can do to put some things into play in your life that gives you, you know, some of that work-life balance that everybody's striving to have and how you can take some of this stress and some of this uh, overwhelm off the plate and how you can look at really getting back to enjoying the things that you love in life. And so I'm looking forward to diving in with you, Christian. Thanks, brother, for joining me today and, and welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you, brother. I am humbled and honored and honored <laughs> as a student of yours and of this beautiful profession. I think it's a, it's a constant journey. And if I were to put myself on, on the spectrum of this journey, I'm probably I've been a little too far on the relaxed and calm and mindset side and not nearly as much invested on the business side. So now I'm I'm absorbing that full full force and and balancing it. So take what I say with with a grain of salt and, and anyone listening, I hope to provide you as much guidance as possible because I am definitely burnout proof, I would say. But uh, the business side has a long, long way to go. So we'll really get to test that burnout proofness. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And you know what, Christian, it's so true. It's so easy to kind of fluctuate and go so hard in one area that we start to vacillate or start to, I don't want to say ignore, but we can put on to hold another area. And we see this area that one rises and the other one rises. And then we have pay attention to other areas. And it's like playing this game of catch up, you know, like, oh, I'm lacking over here. Let me boost that up and pay attention to that. Oh, I need to do this. As opposed to looking at it like from the perspective of how can we really come in and have it all and, and what's truly possible. And that's really what we want to really start to look at for you guys is a lot of you guys out there are individuals who are hard charging and who have no trouble working, 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 working. And what I'm excited about with today's podcast is how do you get some of that taken off the plate and get some balance, put some self-love, self-care for your body, for your soul back into your life and get some ability to get centered on some things. But before we jump into that, Christian, tell me, tell our audience here a little bit, how did you even get interested in dentistry? Just give us a little brief synopsis, a little background there for how you got into this whole crazy world too. Sure, absolutely. And before even jumping in that, I, would, I just want to add one thing to what you're saying. I think 
from my perspective, what, what matters most is what your attention is on and what is interesting. I think the only reason I get mm -hmm. to be on a stage like this or any stage is, is really that I have really followed a path of curiosity and what has lit me up and that other people find interesting and inspiring as well. So when it comes to attempting to balance all these things, I really prioritize in my own life whether it's working or not, is is what what do I want? What lights me up? Mm -hmm. What is most interesting? And it just so happens to be that business now is the most interesting thing. And, and now it's just so much more exciting. So it's no, no longer like I have to learn this stuff. I have to study this stuff. I have to be good at this. I have to work hard. It's, oh, I really want to do this shit now. This is like, yes. and so I'm grateful, you know, it took me a long time, but I'm grateful that this whole process ended this, or, or I'm here in this point right now where I am. And you want to, well, I just, I was going to say, man, you have just, you laid out one golden nugget because to me, that is one of the best little nuggets of life is to be able to stay curious yes. about anything that you're doing. That, that childlike curiosity serves all through your life. And what I've noticed from my life is the more curious I am, the more fun that I get to have. And it's just this playfulness and this mindset of like taking me back to when I was a little kid and like, oh, why is this happened this way? And just because it becomes so much more, as you said, interesting. And then you are interested in certain things and then it doesn't feel like work. You're actually like, I want to absorb this information so I can learn it and take the knowledge and apply it and put it into play in my life. And that's what becomes cool. So Thanks, Christian, for dropping that. Already dropping nuggets in here. I love it. It's good stuff, brother. <laughs> yeah, man. Einstein said it best. You could treat life as, as, as if everything's a miracle or nothing is. And the choice is really ours. Um, so true. with that, uh, to answer your first question, I got into dentistry very early on. My, my father's a dentist. My parents, we immigrated communist Romania when I was three years old. So like your typical rags to riches uh, came from nothing. All I remember from my childhood is my parents working their asses off and stressing a lot. Um, and I shouldn't say all I had. A, I had a wonderful upbringing and, and childhood, but th that those things stood out for me. Um, I went as soon as my father, he was actually a physician in Romania. He wanted to be a dentist, but the communist government was like, we need more pediatric doctors. So that's what mm. you're doing. Um, and he came here, his credentials weren't recognized. So he's like, well, I might as well be a dentist because that's what I wanted anyway. And um, so he worked through dental school as a, a night shift running and operating a, a lab as well. So wow. he barely ever slept and he still made time for me on weekends sometimes. So uh, super hard worker. My mom would bring me to White Hand Pentry where she worked um, and I would like kind of sit in the corner. The owner said, that's cool until I was old enough to just stay home alone. And then um, once my father graduated, they got lucky. They bought a small dental practice right away. My mom came in just to help for a couple of days. He realized she realized he wasn't collecting anything and he was giving away dentistry and he had no idea on the business. So she's like, all right, I'm going to stay here and um, help you for a while. And she became the office manager. And that became my kind of home base as a as a kid when I was six, seven, eight. Um, I would be there after school, um, partially hated it because it's, it's not the most fun place to be a kid, you know, but it was kind of cool to have little dental roles and be a part of the team and stuff. 
And I always had it in the back of my mind. My parents never forced me. They never said I should be a dentist, but it was always kind of back there. And then um, in 2004, when I was about to graduate uh, high school, they bought a, a new practice and it was really nice. And, you know, things started going up and I was just like, all right, I'm going to take this dental thing a little more seriously. So then um, I, I went into college with that intention and um, yeah, just just never really looked back from there. I, I would work summers and, and off times in the dental office. Uh, and then I luckily didn't get accepted first time because I got the that gave me the opportunity to really get a feel of, of dentistry outside of what my parents had done mm. and get bigger roles and responsibilities and get a feel what it's like to actually be a dentist, not just the spit sucker, which I was for the most part. <laughs> um, and yes. so, um, so that that really uh, validated my desire and, and made me realize that this is truly what I want to do because I love helping people. I love making an impact, making a difference. And this is a beautiful platform and incredible profession to do so. Awesome. Awesome. So when you look back from the time that you got out of dental school to exactly almost where you're at today and you sit there and think about it and you think about has it added up to what you pictured it to be or what's been different for you and like oh my gosh i thought it was going to be like this and the reality is very often much different than what we imagine it to be but i think that's also part of god's unique plan too yes yeah uh absolutely i would lean more onto the latter part of what you said um it was it was not what i imagined um i kind of just I told myself the story that as soon as I graduate dental school, all my problems are going to be done. Um, you know, not not formally, obviously, rationally, I knew that I'd still have more problems, but I thought life would get easier after that. Um, I saw my parents' success, um, and so I thought, okay, this this will come. I definitely don't want to do things the way they did because they they mm. put a lot of emotions into it, and and I thought. Okay, I'm going to do things a little differently. I'm going to be successful right off the bat. My loans, all that shouldn't be a problem. And uh, it turned out the other way. There was a lot of financial pressures. I've made some financial decisions that have taught me a lot about uh, the value of understanding uh, fundamentals and business and things. And money doesn't come easy, um, which were all blessings. Uh, but it also put me in certain financial pressures that I never imagined. And I also coming out, I think I wanted to be the best and I wanted to learn as much as possible and do as much as possible and take on more than I can handle, which backfired a lot as well. I wanted to gain a really fast reputation. And um, that is not what people want. The business fundamental number one is develop strong relationships. And I was trying to mm -hmm. find shortcuts in that um so it affected my reputation for sure and it humbled me in many ways and it's what i needed for sure but this is very i think very important information for any new dentist especially coming out of school um i know you're you're coming out with a lot of debt and a lot of pressure and i know you can't wait but take it from me man take it slow, enjoy the ride, enjoy the process. And this is where yoga really, really helped um, shift my mind and helped me cope with these um, anxieties, these fears, and these insecurities a lot. Oh, man. 
you you're preaching to the choir, man. When I, <laughs> I remember when I got done with school, I was like, man, I just want to be elite in what I'm doing. I want to practice and have the most amazing cosmetic practice. And so I would take, I was starting to take all these courses and then I was like, oh man, shit, I better understand occlusion. So I went and took all of Dawson and I took a bunch of, you know, cosmetic continuums. And I thought, man, now that I have all that, the patients are just going to line up. Yeah. I didn't, didn't realize that, man, it's not just as easy as hanging up your shingle and being like, all right, I'm here. Where's everybody, you know? And I, the best way that I can put it. Yeah. I mean, I felt, I felt like the guy who was all dressed up for prom, but no date. I was ready to go, man. I'm like, all right, I got this. Where's, where's my patience. Let me get some work done. And I did, I, I learned a big humbling lesson that, man, just because you have the ability and the skill set to do things doesn't mean that you have the opportunity to just, as you talked about, create relationships with patients and also have the marketing to bring people in and to really have and create an experience for individuals. I was too naive and I was just too focused on, you know, the procedures and, and not necessarily about the patient to truly what that can transform in their life. I was, you know, I, I was talking about what it could do for their oral health and everything, but not really getting into like, how does that completely impact them? And you're right, man. If for me, I experienced some of the same things. I, I was very financially strapped at that time. I mean, like talking about eating ramen noodles and I'm like, what is, I did not sign up for this, man. This is not what I went to dental school for and all the college for. And like wondering if I was going to make, be able to make my, my car payment and, and where I was living. I was just, those are the stresses that you sit there and go, holy cow. But those are the things that most people don't talk about. You know, most people don't talk about those things. So for you guys out there who are just out of school, you know, these are realities that you start to look at and start to put into play. And it's just as Christian was saying, we're going to get into here in just a little bit, but having the wherewithal and the tools to look at taking and deconstructing that stress and starting to take and be able to utilize that and transform that into something that actually serves you. And that's, what's beautiful. So Christian, talk about what do you think has been the darkest or the most difficult time that you faced in dentistry up until this point? Um, that's a great question. I think, I think for me, the darkness has been almost worse that it's, it's, it's come in and out in waves. And mm. I think one dark point was definitely right starting out. Um, making some pretty big mistakes, taking on, I, I'll never forget uh, a wisdom tooth case that was a little out of my capacity. And I actually com completed it fine, but didn't manage the patient well. And he had post-operative complications, mostly because he went on a fishing trip that night. Um, oh, gosh. His face swelled up. He was in the e uh, ER um, for several days. And this person had no means to pay for these hospital bills and me being a new dentist and not knowing anything and not wanting to ruin it. I ended up tech, just, I just throw it on my debt, <laughs> you know, wow. um, yeah. that was a humbling lesson, um, you know, on many levels, but that was, that was a pretty dark place because, you know, here I am thinking I'm doing a good thing. I, I took on a little more than I could chew, but I got through it and I 
fixed it and I did things right, but now this person's in the hospital and I think it's because of me and he's telling me it's because of me. So it must be because of me. Um, and of course I, I probably didn't even have a consent form for him and like all these things. Um, and it's not, not so much about liability at this point, although that, that is an important factor too, but it's more about, you know, I, I felt I did him a disservice. I must've not done something right. Um, and so that was, that was pretty dark. I'm, I'm like, I thought I'm doing the right thing. And here I am in even more debt and even mm. more problems. And now I have this person that hates me on top of it. Um, and now he's telling other people and family members and all this other stuff too. So, um, that was, that was really tough. That was really tough for me to handle. Christian, talk about those feelings and, and you're right because those stories do come into play that you start to look at and go, well, maybe I, maybe I am completely at fault here. Maybe this was all my problem. And, and you and take I'm that on. That my parents who are the business owners are like, what are you doing? Like, why right. did you do this? Why did you pull out those teeth if you weren't fully confident? Why didn't you manage him? Like you're destroying our office reputation now and destroying mm. So it was a, there's a lot of pressure and a lot of burden. Were you were you married to your wife at that time? I was dating her. Still. Dating her. And that that was really tough too. <laughs> I was going to say, how did that impact? So thank you for laying out how that impacted your family because you're working in your your parents' office. That is a huge impact, not only from an owner perspective of the practice, but now it's also family. You have to stack that on there. That's a another component there because it's not like, hey, this is just my employer. This is my family too. That's a big component. How is that also showing up or impacting um, your wife, Danielle, that you were dating at that time? How did that come into play with that? Yeah, well, that was my first thought when you mentioned the darkest points in, in my career was actually the darkest points in our relationships. Mm -hmm. In that particular moment, she was incredibly supportive and helpful Luckily, she was still early on in dental school, so she didn't she didn't really have to. She's also a dentist now, too, but she didn't really feel the burdens of of that yet. And, and she just guided me through it and helped support. But um, there were several instances later on in our relationship where it was kind of the opposite. Things were going well in the office and I'm so focused on that. Um, and when things didn't go well, I would project it on her um, and um, I didn't take her or value our relationship as much as I should have in retrospect. And it, it turned out to be so many blessings because I really learned the true value of therapy, of counseling and then coaching. Had it not been for the adversities that we've faced in our relationships, I would have never known about this whole industry that has changed my life on so many levels. Yes. And how do you take like the stories that are showing up that's impacting your family? Thank God that she was helping guide you through that. But as you mentioned, you had other times where you would take and project stress that you were taking at the office back into home with her. How else was that impacting you from a point of what you were talking to yourself? Like we all have these little I call them soundtracks in our head that, that, that are ongoing, like a record that plays. Right. Yeah. And how did that impact the story? And did that, or did it have any impact on what you think or what you felt was like your purpose in, in how you are occurring in life? Did that have any impact there? Well, 
at that point, we're talking about six years ago, um, two, three years out of dental school, um, I didn't really have a purpose. I thought my purpose was to become a dentist. So I was like, all right, check. So the rest, I started just coasting a little bit. Mm. and was just focused on making the most of this. Um, and it was kind of from a more selfish standpoint, like I, how, how can I acquire the wealth? Um, and then it was just kind of assumed that I would take over the practice. Um, so I was just coasting and enjoying and all those burdens, I would almost suppress and mm. distract myself with, um, and alcohol partying was one of the releases or, or, and, and it got to an unhealthy point. And thankfully I found yoga, like I mentioned, um, and that helped, but that also became a distraction. Like I, I literally started scheduling my patient schedule around my favorite instructors because I knew I'm, I'm a much more temperamental and better person. And I can handle things better when I get my yoga in first. And when I do my yoga at the end of the day too. So I was doing yoga twice a day. Um, and it was really hard and intense yoga. My body paid the price too, to some points too, but, um, that was my only release or catharsis because it would help me distract at first. I yes. help my take my mind off of it. So it's like, it's not my problem anymore so to speak, but the problems were still growing and adding up. And, and thankfully it was my relationship that it was, it was my partner that really put me in a, in, in a standstill where she, she said like, you know, if you're going to keep being this way, I'm done. And mm. I'm actually not, we were long distance. She was living in, in her hometown at that point in Canada. And I was in Chicago when we first started dating plan was for her to move right after dental school. And then she's just like, you know, I, I think I'm going to spend a year with my family and really decide from there if, if I'm really going to go up, like nobody leaves her family. Nobody leaves her hometown period. She's in very close knit Italian community, Italian family. And so for her to go all out, all out, she wanted to see some, some proof that I'd be doing the same. And I was definitely not in that mindset. I was very, very selfish and had a layer of ignorance that I didn't even realize it. Um, I just thought, oh, well, you said you're moving here. So why aren't you doing that? Of course, I'm going to go all out. And here's the shiny ring to prove it to you. Um, yes. I proposed to her and, and it, it backfired, <laughs> which was a blessing. See, these are the things, guys, that are a real world. And, and the fact is, is it's easy to have the stress build up and then we look for what are ways that we can distract or that we can sedate and that we just want to kind of almost numb out and, and put a pause on that feeling for a while, as opposed to looking at saying, okay, I know that we're facing these things. I know that I've got these issues at hand and how can I start to deconstruct them and tackle them and have a way in which I can then not only do that, but also then pour my energy into constructive uh, things that actually build my relationships, that build my practice, that allow me to be a better human being, that allow me to show up in a way that's energetically uh, pleasing, not only to myself, but the people that I interact with. And how can I look at being a voice for transformation, not only just with my patients, but with my family and the people that I love and that I care about. And well, that's how we can really start to take those energies and really change things not only for ourselves but 
also, like I mentioned, change is one thing, but transformation is quite another. And so talk to this Christian about what did you do to start to pull yourself out of there? Because obviously the things that you were doing were not working. And so what did you do? And you started to talk about yoga saved me, but even though yoga could be uh, taken as a sedation, because think about there's so many different forms. Like some people choose, like I chose alcohol for me for a, a long time. I mean, I was drinking a bottle every night uh, of wine and then had my wife doing that. And that's just during the week, you know, and then that would take me away from wanting to get up and work out or any of those things. Some yeah. people will do that. Some people pop pills. Some people smoke weed. Some people will buy things. Some people it's food sedation. Some people it's porn. Some people it's just a combination of all of those things. But talk to us about what did you do to take and start to pull and rip the bandaid off and get yourself out of that pit? What did that look like? Um, I think for me personally, first off, well said on, on all of that front. Um, that's incredibly instrumental advice. And yeah, that 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 object of or that that the fascination of transmutation, how you actually can see yourself and apply all these changes. That's where the real work comes in. And that's the stuff we don't learn in school, unfortunately. Um, for me, it, it happened by, by luck. Uh, yoga was an instrument. It was the healthier um, sort of distraction. And I, I learned to utilize the practice properly once I found uh, and stumbled upon a mentor who actually was the, the person who connected me with Bruce Bart. And this person, at, the, at this time, he was running an online um, resin veneers course. And I was like, I want to get better at, at composites. I need to get better at composites anyway. This is perfect. Cutting straight to point. If I could do resin veneers, I could do any composites. Um, and doing it online would just save me so much time. So uh, I, I reached out to this person and the first thing he asked me was like, what's your vision? What's your purpose? And I was just like, well, I'm a dentist. I, like, what, what do you mean? You know, and this was the first time I've ever had a conversation like this. And so that 30 minute uh, discovery call turned into like a six hour, just like life talk. And the last, I think, 20 minutes were about the resin course and I was all in and signed up. Um, and I ended up working him with him one-on-one -on -one because the biggest question was, um, was, was my relationship at the time we were, this was right when, you know, my, my fiance at the time made that decision to not move here, uh, right away and, and spend, spend a year working under her dental mentor in her hometown and, and live with her parents. And I thought that was crazy at that time, uh, but I didn't realize like how smart of her to do that and, and how hard it was for her as well. Um, all these things, like they were just, I was blind. I was blind by all of it. So, so this mentor really helped me see it and see first off, like, do you want to go a hundred percent into this relationship? Because what I'm hearing is you have one foot in one foot out and that's how I was with dentistry. That's how I was with everything. Um, so he really helped me shift my values, see vision and see true things. And then I started using yoga as a way to reinforce this, to slow things down, to come back to these fundamentals. And between those two things, I started becoming the, the quote unquote man that I am today. And of course, my fiance started seeing that too, and it, it strengthened our relationship. And that was the first relationship that was so important. And 
by no coincidence, my reputation in the practice started growing at the same time and, and things started feeling easier in the clinical side of dentistry, even though I was actually taking less CE at this point, you know? So it's, it's kind of ironic, but it's no coincidence. I think it's so amazing. And this is one thing that I see over and over again, especially with the men, is that it's like you have this primary domino that if you're able to knock the primary domino down, it starts this catalyst across other areas that cascades throughout life. Just like you talked about, once I started to figure this out for me, I was working on me taking care of me, changing how I'm operating, transforming the way that I show up in the world, then it's no surprise that Danielle be, began to be able to see you for the man who you were then becoming, or actually, I don't even want to say becoming, revealing, because I think truly everything is already inside of us. It's just the opportunity for us to take and reveal, take the mask off, reveal parts of us that are just waiting to be explored and to come out. And it's no surprise that your practice then began to grow. And it's no surprise that, man, gosh, you feel like you're on purpose and on point. And I want to point something out because you said something very important. It's very often that I'll ask a man, well, what is your vision? And just as Christian was saying, the often the response is, what do you mean? I, I don't know. And it's that's a very, very congruent answer that I find is very relevant and relative across the board. And so if you're feeling that way, and if you haven't ever asked yourself, like, what, first of all, what do I want? And what is my purpose here? And what is my vision? Like, what do I, what do I want that I haven't had that I've really wanted or desired, especially over the course of this next year? And why haven't I really tackled that or been able to obtain that? Like, what's getting in the way of that? Because I think that for me, one of the most dangerous men in the world mm. is a man without a vision. Mm. And the reason I can think that and say that is, is because we're builders. We're designed to build and to construct and to be productive human beings on this planet. And if we don't have a purpose and we don't have a vision, then we will be willing to destroy and tear things down or burn things down in order just to recreate, whether that be a business or whether that be a relationship, whether that be your health. All of these things are not off the table if you don't have the vision for being burnt down, just so we have the possibility to look at recreating something. Yeah. Either that or you become very bored. And both of those are very dangerous. Yeah. So if you're out there and you haven't even thought about that question, that's an amazing question to ask yourself of who am I? What do I want? Why do I want that? And what's my purpose? Yeah. Just start there. So thank you for putting that, pointing that out, Christian, beautifully and eloquently said. And it just lines up with what we see throughout with so many different men, especially and. And so thank you for bringing that out. Yeah. And what's uh, in retrospect, what's absolutely insane to me now is how little value I placed on questions like that and, and just emotionally based. Not, I don't even want to say emotionally based, too. It's just, just the, the structural components of the way we operate and the structural foundations. In part, it's a reflection of just my attention 
and what I paid attention to, but it's also in part what I was exposed to and, and just the structure and fundamental structure of, of schooling and curriculums. Like it blows my mind that even as children, we don't sit down and, you know, you, there is the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? But like, what are you, what's important to you? What are your values? What do you stand for? And that should be brought up like from day one, kindergarten, yes. first grade and reinforced every year on day one day five and day 10 and reinforce over and over again that will create very 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 different human beings but here we stand in a very different world um and going with what you're saying jeff uh i cannot emphasize this is all to emphasize how important it is to ask these questions over and over again and it could be daunting and overwhelming and to a point where for me i didn't realize it was overwhelming i just dismissed it as a waste of time. Why would I waste my time trying to figure this out when I have all these other things I, I have to be doing and I gotta be doing, but it's the, it, it really sets the lens for how you do all these things. And it is the difference maker for everything. And if production and doing things efficiently and effectively and to the best of your abilities is important to you, like it was for me, then I promise you spending extra time on this stuff first is going to make everything else so much more productive and so much more meaningful. And, you know, the, at the end of the day, that's the point of all of this. Yeah. Cl clarity is the modern man's currency. And when you're clear, you have a distinct advantage. And I kind of think of it like this. If you have two men that are very clear, who's going to win? Then I would go to after clarity. Then I would say the one who's also then the most committed. And then from there, the one who's the most disciplined. And so, but you have to be clear on where you want to be first. And so when you can start to line those things up, then it starts to really turn the tables. And then also too, if you start to then look at, all right, how am I guiding myself? And talk a little bit too, Christian, because I know you do a lot of breath work too, Talk to me about when that started to come into play for you. Was that simultaneously with the yoga or was that also after the yoga? Or just share with us a little bit about how did you incorporate that into your life and the importance of that? What's the, what do you see as the difference in that? I know I just threw a bunch of questions at you, but let's just unpack a little bit of that. Sure. Let me, let me go back to my story to just piece it in together. So as I was saying, I kind of had one foot in, one foot out and everything. And dentistry was, was the prime example of that. Um, I was an associate in my parents' practice, and they were giving me more roles, but every time I would try to make a change or do something, it would, it would just fall back in my face. And in part, it was just, you know, the, the, the emotional way, and I, I give them so much credit. Coming from nothing, like it, it, the European mindset, especially coming from communism, is like everyone's out to take your money. Don't trust any counselor, any, anyone outside, and that's how I – that's – where I got my view of therapy and of coaching and all this other stuff too. Um, so, so you, you got to figure it out yourself. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're going to get ripped off, uh, so to speak. So, you know, anytime I try to implement something that I felt would, would help structure the business a little bit more, it kind of backfired. So, you know, I was like, you know, screw owning practices because it is stressful. All our employees, there was always, always stresses about keeping and retaining and turning over. And there's no coincidence there. Um, and this is, this is what I saw in dentistry mostly. 
you know, I kind of already had forgotten where I assisted in other places and the structure that that worked there didn't spend more than a year there in other places. So I, I didn't see long term retention and anything like that. So I was just like, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to take over this practice. Um, I really want to focus more on yoga and wellness. Um, so I, I did yoga teacher training and it inspired me so much more than I uh, thought it would. I did it more just for myself to learn more of the Eastern modalities and the philosophies because I'd always had that uh, kind of philosophical um, desire or, or curiosity, if you will. Um, my grandfather is a priest as well, and I think a lot of it came mm. from that. Um, so, so it inspired me so much. And at the same time, I started seeing that I was enjoying the clinical aspect of dentistry and building the relationships and all that so much more because I was able to slow myself down, slow my central nervous system down, calm myself. I felt less stress overall, um, despite all the other administrative and, and business stuff. So I, I saw a disparity between myself and my colleagues and I started talking to them and sharing my insights with them. And, and I was just like, I think there's something here. Um, and at the same time, my wife was getting into yoga as well. She got me into yoga actually, but she started teacher training as well. And um, we're like, we should, we should create a dental retreat. And that really forced us to really learn so much more about yoga philosophy and the, the more I dug in, especially from the science side, the more I realized that it all comes down to the breath. Everything pointed me back down to the breathing. Yoga in a nutshell really is breathing. The, the, for thousands of years, there was one asana, one pose, and that's seated pose and breathing slow and deep and calm so you can go within. And as things became westernized, actually, uh, modern yoga was was invented by a guru who was in charge of um, Indian royalty children who were super restless in the 1800s and they were running around everywhere. So he saw what the British army was doing, the, the burpees and those things. And he's just like, he made the kids do a bunch of that, but much slower. And then it tired them out to the point where they were finally able to sit still and be calm. <laughs> And that is that is modern yoga now. And that's that actually is why I fell in love with it, too, because I was obsessed with boxing before, but that was destroying my body so much more. And I had that same when when we were in Shavasana at the end of class, restless and tired, I, everything felt clear, like you were saying, with clarity mm. and I needed to just push my body to its limits to get all that energy, all that mind racing out so I can sit in stillness and, and feel that clarity and, and be able to start looking within and seeing that awareness. Um, so to answer your question, um, I started finding breath work as, as a kind of shortcut that pierces straight to that. Uh, it started with, with Wim Hof, who, if you're not familiar with, mm -hmm. is, is nicknamed as the Iceman, and he's got all yes. these records, it, a crazy, insane story and such an incredible guy on so many levels. And he just figured out uh, a breathing modality that's also been around for thousands of years and he tweaked it to his own uh, liking, or to his own style. Um, and it's just getting your body really charged up, really aggressively charged up in order to be able to calm and, and be more clear. And so I took that, I took in Buteco breathing, which is, is the opposite for for um, high stress individuals, especially chronic inflammatory diseases. Um, 
specifically pertaining to asthmatics and, and people prone to, to a lot of um, environmental things. Uh, this is an incredibly instrumental breath work, which is kind of the opposite. It's just getting used to not breathing so much because as a whole, we're over breathing. And I started to really see the value and utility in my patient base because I'm treating a lot of side effects from over mm -hmm. chronic over breathing, especially mouth breathing. So I yes. saw so much benefit there in my patient base, as well as in, in lecturing and teaching and offering to other dentists. And then finally, the last piece of the puzzle in, in my vision and purpose crystallized after my first breathwork ceremony, which was in 2019 at a summit um, under a, a very influential figure that I was, I was um, obsessed with in the health and wellness industry. And there was a hundred of us and I was just like, all right, breathwork. I mean, this is, you know, I, I was, I had, I had worked with plant medicines before that and, and a lot of other things that helped me really shift my, my, my state of mind and my, the way I see the world in a, in a very good and constructive way. And, um, very, I, I was able to see more of the connected nature of reality. It's not really me versus the world. I'm actually a part of the world and a part of the universe and we're all interconnected together. It's one thing to think that, it's another thing to like literally see and feel it. Um, and, and I think psychedelic medicine in the right guidance can help do that. But breath work can Absolutely. do that on a whole nother level. And I learned that in that breath work ceremony. Um, we were just breathing really hard for an hour straight, a hundred of us in a room under really great guidance and really literally great inspiration. Um, and I had deep hallucinatory visualizations of being in the jungle and of serving, of doing dental aid. Um, and I came out of that vision and I was just like, I, I have to, I have to give back. I have to do more and do more dental aid and offer it and the very next day someone DMs me who I had met in the Dominican Republic many years back, many years ago. Um, and he had also been following this uh, health and wellness and influential person, his name's Aubrey Marcus. And so he started following me and he saw that I was in this retreat with him. And he's like, hey, I love what you're doing. I love everything you're about. I run dental aid um, uh, mission trips in the Dominican Republic. We need to talk because we need to do more of this stuff in our dental aid trips and i was just like yes that's perfect so so our plan was to do the first one in 2020 COVID hit of course but in the meantime um i started working with his whole team and um i started doing breath work with them i tried first it was like seven of them and I was, I was just like have you guys ever tried it and they're like no what's it like I was like all right let's just do a little bit and they were all in tears after and they're like when are you going to do this again and so I started doing it monthly and it really helped us get through COVID and the numbers grew more and more every time we did it um and so then the the first retreat we knew that that was going to have to be an instrumental part of the retreat um, and it turned out to be February 2021 dental aid yoga retreat the first ever post-covid humanitarian trip which was quite a trip let me tell you just to get yeah. and to make sure no one had covid and everyone was safe and all the things and it really forced us to truly become leaders um which is something i thought i was and then i learned that uh, <laughs> you really have to let go of every shred Everything. of <laughs> every shred of yourself to to be able to hold the space and 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 to lead people to that extent um but 
it's a long-winded uh, kind of answer on how do I get into breath work. No, I love it. And it's fascinating because that also then just, it really does start to bring us full circle because what I wanted to really paint out part of the picture today is, is looking at what did you, where you started and looking at those dark times that so many people are afraid to talk about. And so, A, I want to thank you for your vulnerability with all that and sharing that because there's also so many people that that impacts that goes, you know what, he can, he definitely can relate to me because I'm, I'm in that same place or I'm struggling with that or I've had these dark thoughts or I've had these same feelings and emotions. And let's take and fast forward that to let's look at where are you at today? Because you just shared with me something that was really exciting coming into the call of what you're about to embark upon too, because you've been in a certain place in dentistry now for some time and share with us where you're at now, because I want people to see here's where you started and here's where you're at right now. Cause there's a very big discrepancy between those two. Yeah. So yeah, I had, I had quite the journey with um, one foot in one foot out. So through this whole process, my, my one foot in the dentistry started actually stepping back more and more and more. And COVID also gave me the opportunity to have more time to invest in this stuff. So for me, COVID couldn't have been at a better time. Like, you mean I have to stay home and meditate and practice yoga and, and learn more about all this stuff? I can't be working all the time? All right. <laughs> Let's find Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, so, so my foot step back further and further. And I started thinking like, maybe, maybe dentistry is not my calling at all. And maybe this is the, the stuff that I'm meant for. And so I started exploring just the advent of, of doing these retreats full time and offering coaching on the side of it. And, and the coaching started becoming more and more lucrative as well. Um, and, you know, it, this was my way of escaping the the turmoils and the rigors of running a practice, especially under the modalities that I was exposed to and used to. So this started making sense, but then everything has its challenges, you know? And I started realizing that I'm, I'm actually looking for shortcuts here and there is no shortcut in anything. And especially in trying to balance both, it was getting more and more challenging and, um, so I had to kind of step back a little bit and the dental aid helped so much doing these dental aid missions really helped remind me why I became a dentist in the first place and getting to, you know, for anyone who's never done it and is starting to feel burnt out, it might seem like the last thing you have time for, but I highly recommend go somewhere. It doesn't have to be with me, with, with us, go, go somewhere way out of your box into a new culture and offer your services without any transactional obligation, because this really cultivates and brings back the heart. So, you know, coming back from that, from several mission trips, every time I fell back in love with dentistry and, you know, I would come back with, with a refreshed clarity and then usually would get pounded back down with the emotions and, and the, the disorganization and all the things that I need to do, uh, but wasn't ready to do. And, and so there was a, there was a lot of back and forth. Um, and you know, my finances reflected this too, because I wasn't all in on anything. 
So more and more financial pressures grew and it really the, the pressures didn't grow, but the expectations did, you know, mm. I'm seven years out, I'm eight years out of dentistry. I should be, you know, I'm comparing myself to my colleagues. I should be so much more successful. I should be an owner. I should be a multiple practice owner. I should be all this other stuff. And as soon as the shoulds comes in, it come, come in, life is no longer as enjoyable as it, as it, True. as it meant to be so um there was some confusion and i started exploring other options now because then i was like okay i do want to be in dentistry but i know i don't want to own my parents practice too many emotions they have things too unorganized so i started exploring other ventures i started looking into um private equity and dso models and that's where i started learning actually about business for the first time and this mm -hmm. is the first time in my life that it started becoming interesting um, and I shifted my perspective for a moment from, oh, these guys are the bad people. They're trying to destroy dentistry and, and to what are they actually doing and how does this work? And it, it just blew my mind. Um, just the amount of structure, um, which was really refreshing and a refreshing contrast. So that started to be really appealing. But then I saw that starting out in that venture without any equity myself, without any you know ownership, um is pretty much not a, a, a good route towards freedom especially financial right. freedom so then i started looking i started working for um a dentist in this uh, very nice area focused more on cosmetics and and my wife and i have done a lot of uh cosmetic and full mouth rehabilitatory ce and her practice is a gold mine and i was like all right done we're going to take over her practice one downside, it's a two-op shop, and there is a lot of disorganization there too. And the bigger thing is she thought she was ready to retire. She's also very spiritually orientated. That's how we got to know her at first. Um, but she really wasn't. She was one foot in, one foot out. We were two. So then we agreed, like, you know what? Why don't you just keep doing what you're doing? You're doing an amazing job, and we'll sit back. And, and at that time, I started to really pay attention to my parents for the first time and really respect and honor for the first time in a long time respect and honor everything they've been through. And I started to treat the practice like it was my own, their practice where mm. I was working full time and it was my bread and butter. And, and things started shifting. And, and so I went full circle for a long time. And now I'm at the standpoint where it's been affirmative. I know, like I know, like I know, I'm meant to take over to carry on their legacy and, and to really um, grow the practice in a way that is meaningful to them and to myself and to my wife and to grow as a family. So we're in process of acquiring the practice, helping them retire uh, confidently and, and to continue our journey in that capacity. Oh man, I'm so excited for you. I love it, man. And what a great way to bring that all back completely full circle to just outstanding, man. I'm, I'm super pumped for you and super pumped about this next part of your journey and, and the new chapters that are getting ready to be unveiled here. And this is going to be a really cool season for you and for your wife and for, and for everybody that you're involved with. And you did, you just touched on something that was really important too, because I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Christian drops a lot of great little knowledge bombs in what he's saying. And if you take the time to go back and I would encourage you to go back and listen to this or watch this again and, because he just talked about, he said, I'm really, really clear about this is where I'm supposed to be. And this is the message that I've got. And there is no, if you notice, there was no hesitation in his voice. There was no hesitation. And this is where things are lined up. 
And so when you're centered and when you are tapped into what I would consider AI is great, artificial intelligence, DI beats it every time. What I mean by DI is divine intelligence. And when you're tapped into the divine, <laughs> you have an opportunity to be really clear. And so when I look at it like, hey, look, I'm guided by God in my perspective, in my life, that becomes a great way for me to operate. Whatever that is for you in that part of your spiritual journey, that's where you can really start to see things really start to unfold in an amazing manner. And that's where you start to feel, yeah, this is right. And I, I would tell you, it's those feelings that are drivers that are the important thing to listen to. It's that little sixth sense that is innately built into all of us. It's like our little internal GPS that allows us to be drawn in a certain manner to certain people or to certain circumstances or certain experiences that allow there to be a shift in our life. And they're meant to be, because I do believe those are all things that are just waking up our soul to be coming forward or coming home to what it's called here to do. And when it's aligned, man, that soul gets turned on and on fire. And it's like hard to sleep at night. It's hard to just think about anything else and become very focused. And I love that. And that's what I feel. And that's what I hear from you right now, Christian. It's just like, you're like, all right, this is, I'm, I'm in, I'm so so in right now and it's it's really cool because it's that energy that is uh this contagious too mm -hmm. and everybody around you gets an opportunity to feel that so thank you man absolutely thank can you. i add something to that too um, please please do one of the greatest values and, and the greatest missions to revive mission which is our, our retreat is is really to uh uncover, as you said earlier, that intuition again, because I think we're deeply, deeply, deeply conditioned to second guess ourselves and to be in analysis paralysis um, as mm -hmm. a side effect through schooling. You know, we're taught that everything needs to be evidence based and you need to research. But the problem is like now there is an opinion on everything that can be considered research. So every single whim or thought or feeling can be disproven if you start Googling it or leaning into AI. So it leaves us to this place of confusion where we're not sure. And one of the most valuable things I've heard from, um, from a mentor before is, is, is just the, the, the value and the power of making a decision. Even yes. if you're not sure, make a decision on what you think is most right, and then you get to make it right. Yep, so that I, is absolutely true. And and going back to, you know, it's so easy to say, I don't know what my vision is. I don't know what I want because there's just so many options and so many things. You just got to pick something and stick with it. I was telling you earlier about the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentaries. I'm not going to spoil it, but he, when he was 12 years old, he went into a city for the first time. He'd been living on a farm his whole life. And the first thing he saw was a muscle magazine from America. And then he saw the movie Hercules and the same muscle guy that was on the cover was the star of that show. So that because that's all he saw, that's all he obsessed with. And that is the only reason he became the ultimate muscle figure to the point where it, it really transform the the whole industry of, of bodybuilding because he obsessed with that from the age of 12. 
So that is the power of the mind when you stick with something. And the, I think the hardest part is to just commit, stick with it um, and, and just make things right. Just go with what feels right and make it right after. I could have easily broken up with my wife and justified it. And then I could have done the same thing over and over and over again. And I could have been in relationship problems for my whole life and identified with it. But I decided to make it right. I decided to do everything I can on my end to make it right. And that is the only reason that I'm uh, so happy and grateful that I'm, I'm with the most incredible soulmate possible. Absolutely, man. And I, I couldn't agree more. I always have this little saying of like, Look, great producers find simple things to do over and over and over again. Yes. And, and it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. Mm. And what I mean by that is just what you said. It's being obsessed with the simple. The not easy part is sticking to it, like you said. Sticking to it, being committed, having the discipline to do the daily shit that gets boring or monotonous. But when you stick to it, it lets you take off on a whole different trajectory because you have the willingness to do what most others won't. And that's what it is. Is It's not the fact that when I look at things for my life, it's not that I'm the most skilled and it's not that I have this unnatural set of abilities. It's the fact that I'm disciplined and I'm committed to getting things done. And I will be more disciplined and more committed and that outweighs to my, to my ability, what I've seen unfold for me, the ability to come in for somebody that has a, some type of natural skill. I can win in the long run because of the ability to stay committed and disciplined to that. And so that's such a great lesson. Thank you, Christian, for, for bringing that up. And Christian, you're such, a, you're such an amazing dude and, and you give so much. Do me a favor, share with us like what you've got going on. Like when is, when is that next retreat coming to the, to the Dominican Republic? How can people get involved with you? How can people work with you in yoga and breath work? And what does that look like? How, how, can, how can we reach you, Christian? Well, first off, I want to thank you. Like all the things we, we discussed, it, it fundamentally came from your curiosity and your questions and your time. So incredibly grateful and um, grateful because it, it helps reinforce all this stuff too. I almost forgot how valuable vision and purpose is. Uh, it's so easy to forget, so easy to get distracted. So now I can't wait to just get off this call and get to it, you know, get get to the hard work again. So thank you. Thank you. Um, the next our next retreat, our next revive mission will be in November. So shortly after Be the Man, which I also want to talk Sweet. about. Cannot wait. Um, we usually go in this remote jungle um, location that I've fallen in love with and, and to the point where our last retreat crystallized a, a, a new addition to the vision, which is now uh, we, we, we bought land there and we want to build a, a wellness center there and a clinic there as well and a farm there and have that all as part of the retreat experience and have that also as, you know, once we do have children, have that a place where our kids and our kids' kids and everyone who joins us can can see the contrast of of Western life and 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 take the best of all worlds. 
because it's very utopian there. Um, so we'll be going back there in February again, but this next one in November is more specific to dental aid because we've been there so many times in this jungle village, we've gotten those, those locals almost to a preventative basis now. So there's a lot less need to be done. So those retreats now are more focused on yoga, mindfulness, connecting with the planet and connecting with those individuals, because dentistry is also just a bridge to really connect to people that you normally would never get to meet. Um, yes. So it's much more slow paced. But we wanted a lot of um, the previous people were like, hey, when are, are, are you guys ever going to go like go back to the bare bones and doing, you know, you know, full mouth extractions and really making an impact on people. And so this time we're going to a sugarcane plantation and, and getting back to that. We'll still have great accommodations, but it's going to be more of the bare bones and more nice. of the getting getting the hands wet and it will be more affordable too so this will be a great opportunity for people to bring their dental teams as well or their spouses or people that are interested in dentistry um so we wanted to make it more accessible so that'll be in november dentalyogis.com has all the information and um, there's a free breathwork track there too uh, i i highly recommend listening to the tutorial first trying it once in the morning you're going to get lightheaded it's going to feel uncomfortable but that's part of the point part of the process and if it speaks to you i love doing one-on-one -on -one calls um, where we really take that breath work to a whole nother level and bring in vision bring in goals bring in all that stuff and um and that's where that's where i've had my greatest impact so far in my life and my career man ah uh, that's exciting guys and yeah so check out dentalyogis.com, get your information on there. Definitely, definitely check out the breath work and, and you know what, put yourself in a space and try something new, you know, because, you know, breathing is as simple as for me, a shift in state for my ability. Oftentimes, if there's been a crazy day at the office, I'll pull over on the way home. I've got this little beautiful golf course, I stop by there, park my car. I'm looking out over the green. And I'll just set my timer for like five minutes on my phone and just breathe for five minutes. And I can't tell you what a tremendous difference that makes for when I walk through the door and see my family, my mind is in a much different and much better place so I can come home and connect and be present. So I can't say enough about the, the power of breath there. And so definitely please check it out, dentalyogis.com. Christian Pavel, he will not disappoint, man. He is... Uh, he is one savage, amazing individual and uh, looking forward to hanging out with you too in yeah. October at Be The Man. Um, Christian, a little surprised we might put you to work a little bit there. And tell us more about this because I want to I wanna know more about it too. So for me, selfishly, I'm, I'm going there so I can absorb all your brilliance uh, from the business side because that's, like I said, what's yeah. been most interesting to me, but also to, to create and help foster a community of, of men that are empowered. Um, yes. And I, and I it, work on that for myself too, because it's a constant work. It is a constant work in progress and, and truly we never really arrive. And that's, what's the beauty right. of it is, is just talking about, there's a tremendous shift in me uh, earlier this year and looking at it from the perspective I touched on a little earlier where I thought about, you know, who I would always ask myself, like, who do I have to become in order to X, Y, Z? And the biggest shift for me became this year of who do I get to reveal? Hmm. And 
that means that everything that we already need is inside of us. And it's just having the power to start to unlock those things. And so those are the things that we're going to be focused on at Be The Man. And that's why what Christian does, there is such harmony with that. And what we're looking at is how do you create synergy in your life as a male dentist? How do you create this synergy between your body, the fitness aspect of it, the health of it, the fuel that we're choosing to put in to, to fuel our bodies? How do you take that and couple that at the same time and having synergy with the balance in your life, the people in your life that you love, with your spouse, with your kids, with your team members, with your clients and patients? How do you incorporate all of that? And then at the same time, how do you have spiritual purpose? And how do you stay on point with that? How do you look at considering to have driven, authentic actions divinely created? How does that happen? And then how do you tie that into your practice, your business, and your bank accounts? Each one of those things is one specific area of focus. And to be able to tie all that together and work effectively and synergistically is what we're going to be teaching and looking at it, be the man and doing it in a way that you're, as we talked about earlier, you're starting to set yourself up. So you're not going to burn out and not just burn out in your practice. I'm talking about not burn out in your marriage, not burn out in your life, not burn out in your health and your fitness and actually start to create a spiritual connection and having a purpose that is drawing you forward every day. These are the things that we start to look at creating and it's super fun. And I, I can't tell you how much fun doing these types of events are. This would be a bigger event. We're looking to have 50, 50 docs there. Super excited about that. We've got some great vendors. We've got half of our vendor list filled. We want to have 10. And um, it's just a unique opportunity. So um, I don't know that we'll be doing that again. Uh, most of the events in 2024 will be smaller events with like 16 docs. But this one I'm super excited about, and it's going to be a, a ball. It's going to be in Texas here in Granbury, Texas, uh, October 20th, 21st, and 22nd. So we're going to have three full days to interact and to learn. And the way that we train is very different. We're not sitting in the classroom all day. We do a lot of different evolutions so we can actually live it after we've learned it. So you can put it into play in your life. You can go back and have that integrated for that Monday morning so you can start to operate in a whole different uh, trajectory in your life. All right, guys. That's Christian. Magical weekend. I cannot, cannot wait. Yes. So, Christian, thank you, man, for your time. Thank you for all of your information. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing more of who you are. And uh, just thanks for what you're doing in the world, brother, man. I am I'm super excited to uh, to see you in person in October and uh, and to work with you, man. Uh, you're you're the real deal, brother. So I appreciate you very much. The gratitude is all mine. And uh, as a thank you, I'd like to share with you and to anyone who's still on this podcast listening right now. Um, email dentalyogis at gmail.com and I'll I'll share with you two of my favorite breathwork tracks. One is specifically designed for coming home, leaving like catharsis so you can be 100% present with your family and everything. So I think you're going to love that one, Jeff. And uh, yes. the other is, is for really managing anxiety to, to a higher level. So I usually only offer that to my private clients, but I'd like to offer it to oh, man. Who, who is open in this call or in this. What, in 
Is there a special code or a special thing that you want to put in the email, Christian, so they know? Uh, just ask for it. Ask for it okay. and say, you heard, you, you heard it here from- Okay, from heard it on Jumpstart with Jeff. All right, guys, until next time, thank you very much. And uh, go forward and really live a life that is on purpose and on point. Until next time, peace, power, prosperity. Give it away.